So something I really like is playing piano. I did and... not know that. Wait, really? No. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I guess I didn't have a piano at, in college at all. Once I moved off campus, I think I had it. At least Do you have a keyboard? Or... It was a keyboard. It wasn't yeah. a full piano. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember seeing it, but it was never brought up. Yeah. It's been like a really integral part of my life, basically since I was like three. Wow. And my earliest memories of thinking piano was cool was the Peanuts and the character of Schroeder. Schroeder. Because I was like, dude, I thought Schroeder was the coolest because he like never got up from his piano. He, I think it was my first exposure to an instrumental song being an absolute banger. Like the song Linus and Lucy is like, it just rocks. <laughs> Especially for like a three-year-old. It just like blew my mind. So I got my first keyboard around three. Actually, my mom tells a story of my sister got a keyboard just kind of out of nowhere for Christmas, like a little little kid's keyboard is about this big. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she was five and I was three. And she was just kind of like pressing keys like a five-year-old would, like kind of nonsensically. And she was like, mom, I'm playing, I'm playing Little Drummer Boy. And it was just like, brah, 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 like a five-year-old would. And my mom was like, oh, that's really nice. And then I went over, I was like, oh, I know that song. I was, I played around for a little bit, maybe like 15 minutes or something. And then I was able to go, just like one finger at a time, find the melody of And my mom you, you... turns and is like, what? what? What did you just do? What child? did you do? Did you Mozart it? <laughs> yeah, but it, I was just able to find the melody. Uh, mm-hmm. And so from that point on. <laughs> at three. At three, yeah. And Jeez, so, you little prodigy. <laughs> so that's what my mom thought. So she was like, all right, maybe this is something. Throughout my life, I got like better and better keyboards with like different sound effects. Like you could press a button and like fireworks explode. Oh. You could press another one. It's like a horse galloping. So it was a lot of fun. Throughout my life, I just kind of built incrementally on how to play piano. Yeah. With no training at all. Like I never took lessons. Wow. Um, except for I took a music theory class in high school, which okay. helped a lot. So mm-hmm. early on, I was able to like just figure out like certain notes work well together and that was like mm-hmm. the basic knowledge I had but I didn't know anything beyond that and then once I mm-hmm. hit high school oh okay these are chords I like knew <laughs> oh my God. know what they were so then okay. I was like okay these things have names so I can kind of build off them I w- learned to read sheet music a little bit I would have to like write down all the letters of what the keys were and then like just memorize it I can't like read sheet music and then play it then it built from there where I would then just like find these chords and these patterns and just kind of play around there and see what I could mm-hmm. do. And then try to like look online. There's like tutorials on how to play different songs. So I'd like figure that out. It was like very slow moving. Then probably around college, I got to a point where like I could actually change keys and figure out, oh, there's different patterns here. And so in doing that, it opened up this whole world. Um, it doesn't really matter what I press if I do them in different rhythms and different and I learn different chords and I can kind of just explore a key to create a mood Mm. and that was like that blew my mind I was like this is crazy I can just kind of live here it's literally an exploration like if you're walking through the woods there's all these trails yeah in my head I'm like I know where all these keys are 
I can just kind of find different things in this little world that has structure to it, but I call the shots on where I go. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is really, really cool. So throughout, not throughout college, probably after college, I ended up using the piano more as like a, a way to relax. I would just like, okay, I'm going to be in the key of E and just kind of like play around. And it doesn't really sound like a song. It's just kind of meandering and like yeah. figuring out where I am. But every now and then I'd, I'd hear like a melody or like a chord progression. I'm like, wait a minute, that's this song. So then I could actually find a song within what I'm already doing and be like, okay, that's kind of how it sounds and then build it from there. Yeah. So that was a big breakthrough. And just recently I discovered this song I, I love by an artist called Bruce Coburn. He sings a song called Wondering Where the Lions Are. That's his most popular. But he has another song called Pacing the Cage. And I actually was able to find a guitar riff that's like, fairly intricate not too crazy but on the piano I was like whoa that's literally the first 15 seconds of Pace in the Cage and so this happened like a few weeks ago I was like all right this is like a next level (laughs) so it's been really I honestly like journey through music works I've never you know looked at it that way where it's the key of E and exploring the key of E I've yeah that is a different approach to it I'm sure a lot of people do that I am I am just you know I barely scratched the surface even though I played instruments when I was Mm -hmm. you know all through high school Mm -hmm. uh, or up to sophomore year of high school and then I continued to play clarinet you know just to relax but I never reached that in-depth look into it that's you know you that's a lot of potential there yeah and it's almost like I don't know I equate it to a lot of a lot of things, a lot of skills where almost if you put a lot of pressure on yourself to be really good at something, sometimes you get in your own way, at least for me, mm-hmm. I get in my own way with it. I'm at my best with piano when I'm not thinking about it. And then things come naturally and all of a sudden I stumble upon something. And then there's like a clarity to it. Being able to see the piano with, like not see it with your eyes, like Stevie Wonder sees the piano better than most people but he's blind (laughs) yes you know but he sees it in such a intricate way and that's like the level that I'm really interested in like yeah I can't I'm not great technically like if you tell me to play something it will take me a month to learn it but just like the exploration of the instrument and like being able to see it in different ways the other thing it's like very it's very calming for me like Mm -hmm. if I'm stressed out I'll almost it's almost like a journal you know like how you keep a journal to to write down your thoughts but on a piano sometimes you'll write something or you'll talk to someone about whatever you're thinking and sometimes the words don't even like coming out of your mouth or going on the page it doesn't do the feeling justice you know there's something that are beyond words so being able to sit down a piano and I have an understanding of keys now to know like kind of what keys feel like Mm -hmm. so I can just live in a key like actually don't know the name of that one f sharp major or something mm-hmm. but <laughs> i can live there like that key i'm thinking of right now is one that's like very if i'm like oh the world is crumbling like this is the soundtrack to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like you played that a lot recently huh <laughs> no I, i've been in i've been in e major recently and that oh, one okay. that one is known to be the the dream key oh yeah um it's very dreamy like um mm-hmm how to train your dragon soundtrack 
there's a oh, lot yeah. of key of E. Mm-hmm. It's like fantasy world, like very uh, uplifting, like fantastical, like possibilities are endless type key. And I feel like I would like that key a lot. It's really nice. Look up, yeah, look up songs in the key of E and you'll find some. Sure, there's a songs. great list of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way you approach, the way you approach music versus how, I mean, I approach it is so different. It sounds like a, like you are a music student, like a, like someone going to college for it and you've just figured, you know, it's all stuff that you've figured out by yourself. And that's really amazing. But again, like the way our, both of our brains work, it's so different because, because I mean, like I said, music's a huge part of my life as well. And I used mm. to play piano, but it was because I couldn't play clarinet. It was like I was settling for it. Hmm. So be, did it feel, like, did it, when you were playing piano, what did you get out of it? it what did was, you feel when you were playing? It was learning an instrument it It was was a chore yeah yeah i mean i wanted to play the clarinet but my fingers wouldn't cover the holes so i was too i was too i was too small my fingers were too small but i wanted to learn an instrument so my mom and dad were like well she'll learn you know let's learn how to play the piano it's a start Mm -hmm. i never had that kind of introduction like you do Mm -hmm. like you did I also was not naturally able to seek out a melody. I could figure out jingle bells. <laughs> yeah. But well, I, Little yeah. Drummer Boy's a little more ex- advanced, but it was, it you was know. just, the, it's, it's as simple as jingle bells. I know, but if you. are able to find jingle bells, you can find a Little Drummer Boy too. I was like, uh, I was like Schroeder when uh, Lucy's telling him how to play jingle bells and he's just going on the piano like ding, 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 ding. Yeah. The way you're able to fit, like explore each area, and that is such a good experience for you. You know, I wouldn't know how to start with that because it is such such an exploration, and you need to have almost I don't want to say like an imagination uh, so much, but you have to have like you have to see the possibilities. It is, yeah. I'd say. Your improvisational skills are probably really good if you, you know, continue down this path, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's whether you continue to self-teach or take lessons, you probably could start composing. I've thought about that. I've thought about that. I've made a few things. I've made a jingle for my other podcasts, like done like That's beats awesome. and stuff. Yeah. The, the reason why I got to where I'm at now is because it's always been like I've been playing. And maybe yeah. when you were starting to learn the piano, like your mom got it for you, maybe she wanted you to learn it or you wanted to learn it, but there was a pressure to learn it. And maybe if you want to take lessons, it's like, you have to do this. You have to do this yeah. at a certain time. But for me, I was always free with it and yeah. I could go when I wanted to and I could do whatever I wanted on it. And so when you're, I think when you're free to just, especially with art, if you're free, like no restrictions, just to go there and just literal exploration. Yeah. Um, it's like you're, you're new to a whole, your whole surroundings. It's a new land. And so, yeah. you know, first couple of days, you're like, I don't know where anything is. And then you go down to the stream and you're like, okay, I know where the stream is. There's a rock there. And then, or I guess a better example, if you're, if you're a runner and you're in a, like a trail system, mm-hmm. you know, eventually you get to know that trail system really, really well. But it's not like someone's like, you need to learn where this turn is, and then this turn, and then go up this hill, just remember where that is. Like, you don't even have, no one has to tell you that. I mean, if if it's a safe area. If it's a, yeah, yeah. But if someone had to tell you that every step of the way, 
oh no, no, no you you have to take a left you have to take a right here and then you have yeah. to take a left you wouldn't want to like that that would ruin the fun the whole thing like becomes micromanaged you know i could play this piece called tongue stuck by muscle memory i hate that song <laughs> yeah. i could yeah. i even in my head now it's in my head i can feel my finger you know like i can feel it yeah. hated it it i had to play that song for weeks because i couldn't quite get it right yeah. because i could play some parts really fast and other parts i couldn't quite get so my teacher was just like oh for christ for fuck's sake <laughs> will you please figure out tempo and yeah. he cheered like he had won the lottery when i played it correctly wow. same with fur elise yeah. i can't play fur elise by memory but mm. it was pretty pretty close yeah i mean once I, and then once I was able to start playing the clarinet, I found more fun in it, mm. but it was always like, read the music. I, mm. Your ability to just find a calming sense just by goofing around mm. on the piano is yeah. something that I don't know if I would ever, if I had ever had the, like figured out, you know, I don't, yeah. and I don't know if I had done the same thing you had done where it was just, researching it's i think it's how we both we're two we're very different in mm. that sense where you're more methodical and you look more into it and i'm but you can do that yourself i on the other hand need to have like a step-by-step -step instruction mm. and i'm bad if, with instructions <laughs> Sorry, like i'm not i need to be i'm very visual learner mm. so i had to i have to see how it's done mm. if you describe it to me i'm just like yeah what <laughs> yeah. i should say i'm not Kirby hancock i'm not like, yeah no i i don't think so i think you definitely i think the way you're describing it though a lot of musicians probably are like oh i can feel i i can relate have you heard of uh how dave Grohl learned the guitar no so he was the drummer in nirvana yeah the whole time nirvana was a thing and i think he knew a little guitar but like he he knows zero music theory like he doesn't just mm -hmm. doesn't know and he said that yeah. to this day he's like i don't i can't read music no. like i don't know how to do it but when he it's started feel. yeah when he started foo fighters he picked up a guitar and was like all right like didn't he knew enough how to play it but like didn't really know how to play it and he was like i'm just gonna think of this like it's a drum which is basically rhythm guitar mm -hmm. so he was like okay drum pattern he'll, he'll play like a chord the song everlong is a good example yeah right so like the the rhythm of a rhythm guitar and like the progression of the music i don't exactly i can't get in his head to know beyond that but he thinks of it like it's a drum mm -hmm. uh so that's, that's his visualization so yeah i think everyone like probably thinks about it differently which is what's really cool about it you know? yeah and it is such a important aspect to so many people's lives it's yeah. calming it amps people up mm. it is a translation of feelings it mm. helps people relate to others dave Grohl also has one of my favorite quotes about like in a similar sense to this to you know this podcast about liking things and i don't remember it word for word but basically it boils down to why do people hate what other people like you know mm. why do people hate the fact that people like these things if you yeah. like britney spears you like britney spears yeah. who, and people who talk down to you fuck them yeah. is don't, more or less what he's saying yeah don't yuck my yum yeah <laughs> that's even more condensed yeah but it really is important to me because I don't remember when I started 
like holding back in on telling people what I enjoyed mm. because I was afraid of being judged for it. Mm. You know, it takes a lot to sh for me to share that kind of stuff because it's either for me, it's either going to be tossed aside as they don't care enough to figure it out or not figure it out, but to be interested in it, to listen mm. to why, or they say you're wrong for mm. whatever reason. Mm. The piano everyone can agree that that's the being musically inclined i'd say it's a pretty universal agreement that yeah. that's not only important but also ha you have so much talent in doing that in being able to figure that out you know yourself without any outside i mean outside of you know you did it yourself you yeah. did the research yourself a lot of kids don't have that because their parents signed them up for it and then it was a chore, like you said. Right, yeah. So It's not about, for me, like I don't care what happens. I don't care if I like end up making music that people listen to or whatever. If I do, that's cool, but that's not the goal. And the goal is like, it's something I feel like I have to do mm -hmm. no matter, no, like no matter what. There's no, yeah. there's no like, I don't care how talented I am. I don't care if I create song. I just want to be at the piano and explore it some more. Yeah. That's that's all it is. And I think when you have your thing, like for you, maybe it's books. Like <laughs> the fact that you went to a, a website was like, what to read after Harry Potter. You're like just itching to like find these other worlds that literature has to offer. Hearing you talk about Ringworld and- Ringworld. <laughs> what? Ringworld. Did I get- Sorry. The, it's Discworld. Discworld. What is Ringworld? I'm sorry. I don't know. Is that a thing? No. Sorry. It's okay. I, I, I'm, I shouldn't be laughing. I just, <laughs> this the, you're just like, oh, you, it's so great how you love this Ringworld. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Close. No, it's, dude, it's okay. cool. I, I prattled on about it so much. It wouldn't surprise you. Know, it's obvious you can't absorb everything yeah oh wait it but. is a science ring world is also a book okay okay okay, okay it is a book okay it's a book it's a science fiction novel okay i'm not too far okay off. okay you're not too far off. Larry Niven. and ring world is also a book that a friend from high school recommended to me that i never read yeah oh. i have so oh. many books i need to i need to add Okay, so Ringworld and Discworld sound very similar. Yes. And I thought they were the exact same thing. Ringworld <laughs> is the young adult series where Sonic the Hedgehog, about Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. decided. That's in my okay. head now. Okay. <laughs> I, I did write it down in case I come across it again, just to see what, the, what Ringworld's about. I am intrigued. Mm. Uh, set, okay, novel by Larry Niven set in a in his known space universe and considered a classic of science fiction literature. Ringworld tells the story of Louis Wu and his companions on a mission to the Ringworld, a rotating wheel space station, an alien construct in space, 186 million miles in diameter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's considered a classic, huh? Classic okay. science fiction. Classic anyway, science so back fiction. to my original point. For you, it sounds like literature and like that's that's a way for you to kind of explore and like push your own like brain too. Yeah. Right? Well, it's ways. in a similar way that you explore different avenues of a key, you mm -hmm. know, and that calms you 
for me, like if I'm out on a run, the way I kind of zone out is I explore a book. Mm. Like if it's a well-written book, you can create your own character and insert them and create stories surrounding that. And yeah, I have various types of characters where I've designed how they look and, you know, based on, you know, maybe the aesthetic of the author for example um neil gaiman wrote a series called sandman chronicles which is about and it's excellent for self-insertion because it's about a group of beings known as the endless where as soon as time existed these entities existed and it's destiny desire despair dream death and destruction and delirium which was originally delight and they all are like human looking and it's about dream in particular but dream and their parents are time and darkness and darkness and her sister dusk are black like are have black skin and some of the characters have like assistants like dream has a librarian named luke i think it's like lucian or something like that and he also has a gardener named jack pumpkinhead you know like assistants that exist in this world and my character is memory who is a dark-skinned like assistant librarian like a librarian to destiny because they keep track of every single event in a person's point of view as time goes on and you maintain the book but over time as the book fades so does the person's memory and eventually the memory other people have of that person so yeah so that's my insert character for that series and it was based around the fact that there is i personally would have liked if there were more people of color in this world i always like inclusivity and Mm. not every author can do that but i thought Mm. it'd be really cool if they had a character that what's it called when you have like the different skin pigments like what michael jackson had no 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 it's people sometimes melanin is at different colors or it's like vertiglio or something like that okay so the person so this character might have vertiglio or is able to transition their appearance based on other people's memories so it's something that they feel most uh, comforted by when they see them. But their preferred appearance is a bald person of color who is like stout but well-muscled was like mm. my thought for this character because I wanted her to look different than the typical Neil Gaiman mm. aesthetic, yeah. so to speak. Wow. So that's really uh, cool. I've never even considered that where you'll like put a character into an already existing story. I've heard of like fan fiction. Yeah, well, it, like, it's it's fan fiction, but I'd never write it down. Right, uh, yeah, it's myself. Just something you do. Yeah, you're not looking for someone to read it necessarily. Yeah, I've never you... told anyone about that. Oh, which, wow. So I'm if other honored. people listen to it, hello. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know you're the first. I've never told people that's how like. So a story has to be very well written or there has to be what I see as an opening. For example, with this world, sometimes. But not completely, because honestly, Pratchett was so good at keeping everything tied up in a bow. Mm. And there is a lot of option for his world was built. You could create a character as you see fit or based on what you think their appearance would be. They like there is description to it, but I see a lot of room for inclusivity that he left it open in a Mm. sense. 
Yeah. I always look for that extra step that people take to try to include different aspects of society mm. and different aspects of someone's identity. So that's what, when I do do that, like kind of character building, that's mm. what I, I try to do that too. Yeah. Be like, it'd be really cool if we could work with this type mm. of character. Yeah. So but yeah, that, I think but yeah, that's, I a mean, similar, that's a very similar uh, mental exercise, I guess. I think so. It's and just, I, I think, like I said, that's how I do it. But it's been so long since I've practiced on an instrument. How, what you described is honestly, like, I'm, I don't want to say I'm in awe, but I'm really impressed. I think nice. it's really cool that you can do that. Yeah. Thanks. It's, it's really cool to like build on what I already know. <laughs> I oh. think that you have what, well, I think, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I feel like a lot of people who are composers, that is their building block. If you push mm. it further, however you want to, yeah. if you just keep at it, eventually you can start writing your own stuff, whether yeah. you want. It, all, it also is what you want to the whether you want to or not, and the fact that right. it's a calming mechanism, you know, you can stop right where you are and be fine. Yeah, yeah for real. There's, um, if I were to get into music at all, I would want to do like film composition. Or there's a there's an artist I really like named Marcus Warner. He's from mm -hmm. the UK, and he's not like super well known. He has a decent following, but he basically makes like film scores. But I don't think he's been signed to films yet. He's like mm -hmm. just very like indie. This is his jam. Like he makes this stuff, and he's so good. I would recommend. Mm -hmm. Very, very Marcus like inspira Warner. inspirational, yeah. uplifting um, type, like very theatrical um, yeah. instrumental music that has a lot of different instruments coming into play. Which have is you like, heard, sorry, have you heard Two Steps from Hell? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're, so so sim similar uh, composition. Two mm -hmm. Steps from Hell is a little more like every song. Grandiose. Sounds, yeah, grandiose. Every song's like you're going into battle, which has its time and place for me. Yeah. I definitely listen to them. But Marcus Warner, if I want to just feel like anything's possible, I'll listen mm -hmm. to Marcus Warner. Yeah. And that's cool, too. Like, different artists, for me, have different settings, you know? Mm -hmm. One last piano thing for me that I just want to gush over. Go like, ahead. There's nothing in music that gets me more amped than this song called Ponta de Aria by Wayne Shorter. I'm convinced that, like, I don't know. I don't know how other people take it. So, basically, it starts out, there's this guy named Milton uh, Nascimento. He's a Brazilian singer. He's really popular in Brazil. Yeah. Um, Wayne Shorter. Nascimento sounds like your birthday Nascimento. in Spanish. Oh, my, like, you're like quinceanera. I think it's Nascimento. Yeah. No, it's just, it sounds like someone, sound, like the Spanish word for birthday. I might be completely wrong. It's been um, a really long time since. Cumpleaños. Cumpleaños. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nascimento is like still like day of birth or something like that. Anyway, I'm okay, sorry. Anyway. That was completely yeah. off track. No, no, no. But that's, uh, that might not even be his name. Milton N. We'll call him Milton N. Milton N. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's him on vocals. Wayne Shorter is a jazz saxophonist. Mm -hmm. And Herbie Hancock is on the piano. And there's a bassist. I don't know who it is. And so it starts out. Mm -hmm. It's Milton singing in Portuguese. And it's just him and maybe like some backing vocals. And then there's like this bass slide where it goes, boom. And then it just goes into this jam <laughs> of like, if you listen to the piano in that song, it just like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. Oh, if I put so words to it, it won't Can't do justice. Even. Just listen to Can't it. Can't do justice. Yeah. I, and it might not hit hard with you or other people, but for me, it's just like, I could listen to that. That could be the soundtrack that I hear all the time and I would never get sick of it. Just it that, would be if someone had to give you the choice where they're like, you can only listen to one thing for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like that one. That, just the piano mm -hmm. combined yeah. with the bass and the, the singing. Oh, 
<sighs> so good. And it's in Portuguese. No, I... I don't know any of the words, but the feeling of it is so good. And I mean, that's what that's honestly such a good sensation when you get that good piece of music mm, when it just they, hits you when it just hits you yeah. yeah there's a band called winter sun who i was going to bring up as a topic on a future episode Ooh. and i probably will but nice. they've been around for a pretty long time but they only have three albums but their song time one or no it's just time it's like everything is brought to the table it mm. is incredibly good <laughs> is it similar um is the same genre as nightwish yes but there's no opera there's no the vocalist is male and he's the creator of the band and for a while he was the only member with the ex no he well that's a bit of a stretch he was the main member and he had his buddy who was actually the drummer current drummer of nightwish play drums <laughs> so he's like kai play drums for me while i play all the rest of the instruments and sing and kai's like sure whatever dude i mean the drums for it for all these songs is incredibly intricate and i can understand why he did not do the drums because you need someone who is really 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 good to play it mm. and kai is checks that box but time is it's kind of like, you know, how you build this world mm -hmm. and it's like going into this, to Yari Manpa's head and the, the mini universe that exists in it. And every time I listen to their, mu to his, to their music, it's like you take a journey into that world and he invites you into it. And he will continue to make music whether he has funding or not. It is very much of the, this is my ball. You can play with it. If not, I'm taking it and going home. I still get to mm. keep it. This mm -hmm. is my world. Sometimes mm. you are invited. But it has everything. It's just got this soaring, like, heart, like the, the melody and the backing vocals combined with <laughs> the transition from his growly vocals to the soaring sound he decides to make. I've never seen someone transition vocals as well as he can. Like normally there has to be a pause in between, but the way they create it, it sounds like he goes from growl to soft and then back to growl. It's wow. incredible. And wow. he can do it missing 25% of one of his lungs because he lost it to tuberculosis when he was in, what? he was doing his required military stint in Finland. They ha every, every citizen has to do that. Yeah. And he got tuberculosis and lost 25% of one of his lungs. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. So he's incredibly talented. Again, a little bit of the Boston effect, like I mentioned mm. earlier. He's also incredibly eccentric. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy i feel like you could go into pretty much any band and get if you like dig into their backstory you, you'll get like really interesting stuff like i mean to, to become like successful as a band you you have to go through some stuff you like you always have to go yeah. from the ground up or go from somewhere there's always adversity to it there's a band that i really like called in this moment they are similar in the sense to corn because corn was branded mm -hmm. as new metal and corn's like no we're corn sure yeah. we'll do whatever we'll be whatever you want but yeah. we're corn yeah and <laughs> in this moment is led by a woman named well it's her vocals she's the lead vocals named maria brink and her story is incredible because she was the child of a teen mom became a teen mom decided that she was not she wanted to be a singer took her and her son moved across the country from new york to california to join a band 
she joined an open mic audition, was told that she was too pretty, basically, that he didn't, that the lead who was, um, I think it's, his name's Chris Holworth. There's still, they're the two main remaining members of the original lineup. He said, you're too pretty. I don't want to be a chick band. Or if you're a woman, I'm not interested. I don't want to be a chick band. I think that was her main thing. And she then went to another audition that she knew she would, she knew he would be at sang and then he came up and apologized hmm. because she does not sing like a punk she does sing does not sing poppy she mm. puts her soul mm. on the line every mm. time yeah she's got this raw coarse voice that is incredible to listen to so she, they join they make the band during the period where they're making music she actually goes back to new york and she gets her mom and makes and like i think helps her mom kick drug addiction Whoa. and over like once she had some money she went and she did this she's still raising her son they are not doing great they have some success but not what they want she maria and chris they have a talk where they basically say this is it this is the end should we swing for the fences and see what happens and he goes yeah, why the hell not? So they create a song that they're like, you know, it's not focus grouped. It's not what they think people want to listen to. Mm. And it is their first big hit. It's a song called mm. Blood. And it's very good. Mm. Seeing that performed live is also incredible. So a lot of, again, it's a bit of a horror-esque sound. Mm. It's, uh, they just released a new album this year called uh, Mother. Incredibly good. So she's one of the forefront women in metal. And she is, she knows exactly what she, she's like, I look like a bimbo. <laughs> <laughs> You know, she's like, I understand why you think I don't belong here, but I'm not going to stop. Yeah. And so her story is such an inspiration to me because she clearly was put through the ringer. She was kicked into this world and basically set up to fail mm. and said, no, I'm going to mm. do what I want. I'm going to make it work. And she's incredibly successful now. Yeah. I mean, there's detractors just like anybody there who like mm. their old stuff and their new stuff they say they sold out which is weird because mm. it was kind of the reverse <laughs> they started making what they liked rather than what other yeah. people thought what they thought other people would like yeah. and went really artsy like mm. if you look at their song their music video for the song the in-between it's very artsy it's good very artsy <laughs> Also very horror aesthetic. It's great. I love it. <laughs> so like in the same sense where unfortunately in this world, you need to be dragged through the muck in some circumstances in order to really pull and pull yourself out. And it's, mm. that's, that's the gauntlet. Yeah. I'm sure that yeah. translates into the music. Yeah, she has like a song called uh, Sex Metal Barbie. Whoa. The lyrics are, I know I don't belong in this scene. Sex model Barbie homicidal queen. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. She's, oh God, she's so, yeah. I love it. I love, and Chris Holworth as well. Mm. He's, he's usually forgot about. In fact, there's a picture of the band and all the guys are kind of dressed the same and she's wearing like a skin tight pink dress and is holding like a mannequin arm with blood on it above her head. <laughs> and underneath it says, Maria Brink and four other guys. <laughs> <laughs> Because they really, they're they're in the they're in the music videos. They're there. Yeah. They have a look. Yeah. She, they're everyone's there to see Maria Brink. Mm. Oh, <laughs> but wow. I, yeah, it's a good. They're they're a fun band. There's also a song they do called "Dirty Pretty." It starts off with kind of you know radio 
uh, static and you hear like this guy do it like it was almost like the 50s commercials where they're like you are growing up you need to be able to you know sit and be and not be heard or something like that you know growing you know being you know being beautiful is very difficult kind of stuff mm. and it's basically going you know it, it's the idea of the Madonna whore complex where woman being seen as attractive and wanting to be attained is both good and bad because people hate and love them at the same time. Hmm. If that makes sense. Because yeah. it doesn't matter like what community you'll be in, but being attractive or seeing yourself as attractive or seeing se as sexy, people will say, oh, you're just there for your looks. And then other people will hate you for putting yourself out there while also not being you know interested in random hookups with fans that's like one part of it it's a very brief part of it well, how do you dress do you dress so you so you have that sex appeal or what is that making a suggestion of mm. that's very dangerous territory it's very it's not 100 percent right i will give it that again five star review <laughs> 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 the end Give of the me. day, I think you do you. You do you. Yeah. You do you. Five star review. <laughs>